0: Welcome to the latest Blakey's Boot Room podcast here from Wales Online. Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato in the studio, as always, to discuss all the big Cardiff City issues of the moment. And chaps, Paul, we'll start with you. Uh, Maybe a very typical uh, Cardiff form, really. A win at Preston followed by defeat at Holmes in Norwich. And it just kind of summed up the season, really, didn't it? It did. Um, I think it was
1: kind of predictable, that defeat at the weekend. They played a Norwich side that were was full of seasoned being their performers type thing Cardiff lacked the creativity that they've lacked all season there was one moment of magic from Craig Loom when he came on as a substitute and beat two players had a shot saved and then Reese Healy should really have scored shouldn't he it was a almost not an open goal but it was as close as you're going to get to it without being an open goal blazed it over the bar Um I'm not surprised they lost the game. I think this is where Cardiff are at the moment. Um, They continue to lack creativity. Don't want to go on about that again, but they do. And that was so apparent, I thought, at the weekend. Do you agree, Nate? Yeah, I mean, I I watched the highlights and I listened on
2: radio. I was in studio, so I didn't get to the game uh, this uh, last week to watch it live. But uh, watching the highlights, yeah, I can. And disagree with anything really and truly it's uh, spot on he did um, reach got a score it's as simple as that and it's kind of like um, it's just a pattern that seems to develop and has developed for the last I think three seasons I'd I stick my neck out and say I bet this has been going on not just this but last and the season before with Cardiff are just inconsistent. Mm. They either win at home and can't win away, or win away and can't win at home, or win Mm -hmm. one, lose one, draw one, win one, lose one. There's just no... They can't win their home games and pick up enough points away from home to become serious contenders.
1: Mm. I think think what worried me about the game more than anything is that um, Norwich took the lead via Cameron Jerome more about him in a minute so I'd be interested to know your views on him doing the Art mm. Um they took the lead and then I felt they only played in third gear after that which maybe some of the more experienced teams can do they mm. just defended but well, what they do as well what Norwich do is keep the ball well at times yeah
2: and he, if, if the team you're playing against one lacks a lot of pace but two are lacking the ability to, you know, mm. keep the ball themselves and play a possession-based game. Then it, it looks twice as bad. I think.
1: When Jerome scored his goal, he <clears> then <throat> ran to a corner of the crown, He actually momentarily did the
0: Ayatollah. Yeah, um, it didn't go down well. Other people have seen it as mocking. I, I, I are your thoughts on that? We,
2: you know, I had we had this posed um, on Saturday night and. Uh, all right. Yeah. To me, uh, the, the one fan had said you know, he was really upset because he like, jumped in the air and gave the old fist pump after doing the Ayatollah, which was sticking it to the City yeah. fans. Uh, and he was really upset. Then another fan came on and said, well, yes, he did. But then after the game, he stood and done the Ayatollah, applauded all corners of the ground, and then went over and gave his shirt to a young fa- Cardiff fan. Which I thought was, you know, clearly. Then he wasn't doing. Okay, you got fist pump because you're, you're happy you've scored. You know, he's not been overzealous with the celebration, but at the same time, he's happy that he scored. Especially, he gets quite a bit of stick for not scoring. Do you know what I mean? So, I just, I just thought it was something and nothing. I just, I focused more on the fact that, okay, well, if he did do the fist pump after doing the Ayatollah you might see that as a bit disrespectful I wouldn't personally um, but then to do what he's done subsequently I think it was uh, should be commended really you know because there'd be sections of the fans no doubt who were booing him there were giving him a bit of there sting were. so listen you give it you've got to take it it's as simple as that yeah. and you know fans tend to give it to you a lot, do I mean? More than you can stick it to them, because the only way you can stick it to them, really, if they are giving you stick, is by putting the ball in the back of the net. So maybe it was the fact that they've lost the game, and the fact that you know there'll be some fans will be incredibly frustrated at the, the lack of consistency of the team. So there's all different factors, but I didn't see it as a mm. nothing major. I, 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 like I said, I, I like the fact that he went and applauded everyone afterwards and gave his shirt. So I thought that was I know a I know Ben
1: the, the the one of the previous games there maybe it was the previous game against Burton which Cardiff did win didn't they one nil in the last mm-hmm. minute yeah. um, Ben Turner now he plays for Burton and I, Ben did the Ayatollah as well. Mm. When you're a visiting player, that's oh, difficult. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. You know, so so the Cardiff <laughs> fans. You know, you're a hero. Ben Turner mm. was Jerome Lefse, less so to the Cardiff fans so what do you do as a visiting oh, yeah, player because well, you're, you're almost betraying your own team yeah,
2: then, yeah. aren't you in a, in a sense you are because one they're paying your wages two they're the ones who are mm. singing and cheering for you yeah. three the, the sections of the opposite crowd have just been booing you for the last few yeah. minutes so it kind of like it doesn't make sense but you know I always say individually if you're strong enough um, because you, you get some weak or weaker characters in football but if you're strong enough you should be up to just brush it off. Mm. I, 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 I would just, if I didn't want to do it, I just play the game. But when I play the game, I tended to every the, the arena you're playing in is it's like you're, you're not there. It's mm. like subconscious. Mm. You know what I mean? You play the the game, and I play against Paul, who's my immediate opponent and I'm playing 11 v 11, and in the crowd, you hear chants at times, like when you stood for corners, or stood for a throw-in, you might hear things, but it all just becomes a bit of a noise, so you mm-hmm. tend to just block it out, because
0: you can't focus on that, mm. you have to focus on the game. Which which former team supporters gave you the, the most stick? Which didn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I mean, people said, oh, you know, he was revered at uh, Sheffield United, but, I was when I was there, but when I left I got absolute <laughs> pelters. When I went back, I went back for Bolton and I scored and I celebrated, you know. I didn't run around mad but, you know, I'd run to my teammates and, mm. you know, we were going for promotion that season, so and they were they were giving me pelters and it got a bit strong as well at times, a bit over the board. So yeah, of course I'm gonna celebrate. Um, Bolton when I went to Blackburn, <clears> went back mm. to Bolton. And again, you know, I was loved the Bolton and I had a really good relationship with the fans of Bolton. And um it was more tongue in cheek though. I remember standing at the reebok and a throw in and there was a group of fans uh giving me a bit of jip and I turned and looked at them and they just started laughing and I started <laughs> laughing because it was because uh, they were shouting, We love you really, we still love you, blah 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 because they understood the club had to sell me in order to pay for the Reebok Stadium so um, mm. there was no real animosity and it's
1: a club I go back to now and get invited back from time to time. Do you know the one that stands out for me was in the Premier League season when Crystal Palace came down to Cardiff, I think they won about 4-0, it was a slaughter, um, and Wilfred Zaha, there were about 2,000 Palace fans in the ground and they were singing Zaha's name throughout. And, he's one of our own, he wants to come home, that sort of thing, which he did subsequently, and I always felt that was right and Zaha went to take corners for Cardiff, in, at the end where the Palace fans were congregated, and they were giving him a rapturous cheer, and yeah. he played awfully that day for yeah. Cardiff, and I always felt it's, a, it's uncomfortable a, it, with, with Zaha in a Cardiff shirt that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, can, I, can, I can totally understand what you're saying, and he would have felt like, you know, Rocking a hard place yeah. really and truly because you know you have to perform for the team that's paying your wages so to speak but it's hard clearly if you go to a club like Manchester United and the draw of going back home to Crystal Palace is mm. bigger than mm. playing for Manchester United I mean some people be critical of it but you know I don't criticise I just try and understand it and I say I, I, I can understand to a degree that the draw of being home and that comfort is where you're playing your best football because you feel at your best.
1: For so. that day, Zaha went to take a corner. I remember he applauded the Palace fans. Yeah. Oh no, I and wouldn't now do how, that. No, but he did, <laughs> which you know, no, he no, pro- no. you know. But how would, the... how would that have? How well, would you would just ignore Twenty thousand Cardiff fans in the crowd have well, reacted
2: they, to that. They, they, they would. Well, it, it, but but then you say um, what Cardiff fans always do is a, a former Cardiff fan comes, a uh, former Cardiff player comes back. They on him straight away. Do the Ayatollah, yeah. So it's almost a badge of honour from one fan set of fans to the opposing set of fans to say, look, yeah, he still loves us, or he still would like to be part of us. He still respects us, even though most of the time it's Wales, England, because we're Welsh and playing against all English teams. So there's a, there's there's that aspect of it as well, where the English will then think, yeah, he's Welsh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They'll take a dislike into it. So the, the fans, they put you in a
1: terrible position, really. But like I say, you've got to be man <laughs> enough to handle it. Do you know, just, just last part, thing on that. Just last thing on that game. In that game, I think Joe Ledley scored Palace's third goal, and I've never seen anybody not celebrate the yeah. goal as much as Joe did that day. Yeah. You know, which yeah. again just shows what Cardiff meant to him, did not it? Yeah, well, it I, what I, does mean to him.
2: Well, it, I think I don't. I think there's this notion that if you don't celebrate, it's because you still in love with the club. I've seen Ses um, Fabregas do it on the weekend, which uh, is scoring at Chelsea. And everyone knows his feelings for Arsenal. But at the end of the day, I always say, it's difficult to be in a very highly charged emotional game mm. to then switch your emotion straight down. Because yeah. sometimes you can just get carried away yeah. in the moment. You don't even... You don't care. You don't think, oh, well, I can't... Do- Sometimes you've done. I guarantee, if that game would have been one-one,
1: and he'd scored final couple of minutes, I think he would have run off a bit different. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think you know, Fabregas. I think scored the third. Ledley was the third or fourth of Palace. that was Whereas Jerome mm. was when it's nip and tuck, nil-nil. Mm-hmm. He scored a goal. Mm-hmm. There's bound mm-hmm. to be more of an element of yeah. celebration there. But
2: yeah, the fans have put you in a. Let's just say they put you in a difficult position.
0: Mm. Okay, let's focus back on on Cardiff then, and the big issue that I suppose keeps rearing its head. It's that, that middle of the park, the dynamic, the balance of the Cardiff City midfield. Peter Whittingham and Joe Rowles reunited in there this weekend, and it and it, it didn't work. I think is fair to say. Again, Rowles was was poor. Whittingham not much better. What what answers did Neil Warnock get this weekend? Well, you can't play them together. Both left foot, both don't get about the pack quick
2: enough. Within a um, great pass of the ball, we know, you know, bloody bloody blah de blah, de, blah. has turned into more of a stopper than, he's not really a, a passer. Progress, or, he hasn't progressed, he had a good spell, didn't he, yeah, last year, contract, Yeah, he's not and really stepped up and to the next level. So you would say, to me, they're similar type of players in when I say, not the way they play, but the way they run and stuff like that, the way they cover ground. Jones is just a bit more athletic because he's younger. But when Joe gets to Peter's age, he, he, he'll he'll slow right down because he's very he runs very heel to toe, his heel hits the ground first rather than his toe. If you're sprinting, you know you need to be on your toes rather than mm. your heels. So for me, it, it, playing those two, you just haven't got enough one dog and fight because Joe will put his foot in, but. He's not like the Gunnison. He's not like a Tiger in there. Um, and two, they can't cover the ground quick enough. Not for, see, see, the problem is, what you got to realise is the Premier League and all its money and all its attraction, what it ends up doing is the player that might have been in the Premier League ten years ago, they're now having to drop down to the Premier League lower clubs. And those players who might have been at the lower clubs after drop down the, the championship so the championship year on year is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So, you know, you can't you, you, you can afford not to be dynamic in this league. Now mm. it's becoming the top eight teams of the Premier League uh, of the Championship are getting closer. If you look, Sheffield Wednesday the way they play, Fulham the way they play, uh, Norwich to a degree the way they play, um, Brighton the way they play, Newcastle. It's dynamism, dynamic, quick, close down pressure. It's how Bournemouth got up through, through uh, into the Premier League and uh, have maintained their status. So that that's the way the game is. The way the game is dynamic. Players. I speak to Eddie Newton regular, you know, and we'll be speaking about players. And he'll say, like top top players, and I'll say, oh, you know, Chelsea interested in him? Nah, not dynamic enough for us like he's just gone for five, 50 million. Yeah, not dynamic enough for us. Mm. So that is that you've got to understand I always say follow the lead and you you'll be all right. You know what I mean? So I just think Cardiff need to find some young, hungry, dynamic, quick players um, with potential and also those players who are experienced who still maintain
1: that dynamism. Who can play now? So they they need a better mix, a blend. Unfortunately for Wits, he's the exact opposite of what Blinky mm. has just described. He's as languid, mm. laid back. Mm-hmm. The game comes so easy to him. Yeah, yeah. But he's not the Wits of two thousand and eight, nine, ten. Who mm. would you know dribble past players now mm. and again, put mm. in various shots, mm. the game, score a freakish amount of goals from mm. midfield. Though that was a magnificent Peter Whittingham. Um, the lack of legs was in the midfield, the lack of mobility was so evident mm. against Norwich, particularly in the second half. Um, I do think that Joe Rowles, who to me is not a passion on Whittingham as a, mm. as a natural turner, but mm. I do think that he's almost like a second-half footballer, Nath. He mm. actually comes strong in the last... Maybe that's down to his youthful verve, I don't mm, know. Mm. He comes strong in the last mm. 20 minutes of a game, mm. I feel. When or he has t- done in recent down. times. Mm. Um that wasn't the case this, this game by the way mm. um, but again I took a bit of flack on social media John Nath, for um, questioning after uh, the Bristol City game you remember where the substitutions were made and mm. what game yeah, came, came off, off and the game the was chain, turned on yeah. its head mm. Because there was so many vibrancy and the dynamism, so I took a bit of a stick for Because Whittingham does divide opinion. There are those Cardiff fans who want not have a bad word said about him, and I can see that point of view. Mm. There are the Cardiff fans who tell me I don't want to anywhere near the team for the reasons that Nathan has just mm. outlined. Mm. Um, there's no in between with him. Um, And I took a bit of flack for suggesting that his place in the team now was not automatic anymore as it has been. No, I tell you, I'll support that 100%. But but it's not. It's not. not, not, not. Well, I always
2: say he's got to play in a three-man midfield for a start. He has to. can't play in a two. can't play wits in a two. Nowhere near no chance. And I have always said he is someone who you would use now. Wrap him up in a bit of cotton wool and you bring him on in certain games at certain times now. Don't, I'm not saying you bring him on only when you're winning, because there's times when you're losing, you have a great effect on the game. But for me, if I was managing, he would be in my <coughs> squad, but he wouldn't be in my starting eleven. Not mm. very often, anyway.
0: Well, let's talk about starting eleven. Cause Neil Warnock has, has talked about some players being on trial in terms of being part of what he sees as a, as a promotion-winning or challenging eleven next season. Who, who are the players? Who would be in that eleven as things stand, and who are the players who have a lot of work to do if they're not to be cast aside in the summer? And do Rawls and Whittingham start with coming to that category?
1: I think. I think most of the defence is fine, and by that I mean you know he's got four centre backs there: Bamba, Manga, Connolly, and Morrison. Personally, I think all of those could fit into that eleven. They can't all play, of course. Mm. I think the fullbacks are fine. Peltier, my question, Mac, is all Morrison. Okay, but you've got mm. three others there. Yeah, right? yeah, um, fine, all of them. I think he can raise Aaron Morrison to another level again. He is now his first choice midfielder. He mm. is an automatic pick. After that, I say the jury's out on the lot of them. If you're talking about a promotion-winning eleven with the sort of dynamism that Blakey's talk, talking about, mm. I think that if you're going to get Another couple of really good midfielders, one or more creative ones, playing the Whittingham role that Whittingham mm. played at the weekend, the advanced role. I think you can then get away with your choice of wingers, whether it's Harris, Hoyler, Pilkington or Noon. Despite Zahora's wonder goal, they clearly <laughs> need a goal-scoring set forward. <laughs> um, so I think you're talking about the defence in Gunnarsson, probably a goalkeeper, although the jury's out on McGregor. Yeah. Mm. Um, other than that, if you're talking about a promotion-winning eleven, as opposed to a squad, I think you've probably got to look at every position then, haven't you? know
2: Yeah, I think or so. Not. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say goalkeeper, yes, because um, I'm trying to build a team that, if it doesn't win promotion next year, within the next three years, it's mm. it's going to have a very good chance. So I would go goalkeeper for sure. I would the only one I take out out of Connolly, Manga, Morrison, and Bamba is Morrison. I'd probably look for a replacement but I would in fact I I wouldn't go out looking for a replacement I would expect to be able to draw something in from academy stroke 21s so I'd be looking to blood one of the youngsters in there um, who would have pace and athleticism which is the modern day footballer stroke centre half Um, Gunnison I would play I would definitely have Gunnison in my midfield but I wouldn't play him as my holding I'd play him as my if I played him in a three, I'd play him next to someone who was like two number eights. I'd play a number six holding who had a better range of passing but could dog. Yeah, so can put his foot in but has a better range of passing or is quicker, one or the other. Got to have one of the three. Um, and i put Gunnarsson a bit further forward next to someone who was a very you know, playmaker-ish type of a player. Mm. Outside of that... Yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, we are a massive fan of Kadim Harris, aren't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But he hasn't blown me away. Paul. Promo-
1: Promotion-winning way? I,
2: I, no, no, not at this moment. So I have to, and this is it. i i I'm always try to try and be fair and balanced. I've called for him to be in the team. I've said it many a times because I think he's the only, one of the only players we have with pace. And he's don't get me wrong, this is it's not a. Attack on him by any way, shape, or form. He's done well for a young lad. I just feel like he's not he's not blowing me away. Then he's not doing things often enough in games where you you're not getting a wow moment. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying if you want to be not just a player, squad player, you want to be the next main man. You want to become the big fish. And you want to move on to a next level, whether that's with Cardiff or getting a move for £5-10 up to it. That's the mentality our players, especially our younger players, need to have. I'm either going to carry this team to glory or I'm going to be bored and move on to bigger and better things. One or the other. And for me, Kadeem, he, he, he does well, works hard... But, like I've said before, I think he focuses too much. And I don't think it's the manager. I think it's the way he approaches the game mentally. I think he goes out there thinking more about I better make sure my fullback or oh, the winger doesn't score or get past me. So I've got to defend, 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 and then attack rather than think, oh, I'm an attacker. My job is provide goals for my striker, try and score goals, and help my fullback make sure he doesn't get into a 2v1 situation and push my fullback back the other way and make sure he doesn't think he thinks more about defending than attacking and I think more about attacking than defending I think Kadim's stuck in there where he's thinking too much about the defensive side of yeah. the game yeah, yeah. for fear if something goes wrong and his man scores then people point the finger and go yeah he's not he's ready not defensive so again, I understand yeah his predicament but he's got to be a bit braver and say no I'm going to go out and I'm going to make Look, something happen for this team
1: I, I do think Cardiff kind of, do have a proliferation of wide players and I do think that any two of Harris, Hoylett Noon and Pilkinson I think those last two have got talent eh? mm. Right, with the right midfield blend mm. I still think those those sorts of players could flourish yeah but, I
2: don't know I, I, I love, love Noon I've always loved Craig I think he's a a real, real, real top player. Life-wise. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. on his day, he's a top, top player. But I just, sometimes I think I'm a bit more ruthless. I get to the point where if you've been here long enough and it's not happened, right, I cut my losses and I move on. I refresh Mm. because I play for teams mostly which reset after three, four seasons. And I'm like, well, Noon's been here long enough. Reset. Pilkington, reset. Um, Hoylett Jury's out, I'm not sure whether I would or wouldn't. And Kadeem Harris, jury's out, not sure
0: whether I wouldn't or mm. wouldn't. I remember when we sat here years ago with Noon saying, Oh noon's been out of form for a few weeks, and then it was Noon's been out of form for all it's been a few months now. Long and, now, time and, now time and now it's following two, two seasons. Yeah. The there line. you go, John, there um, you go. <laughs> same old th- in terms of that central midfield thing then, that maybe maybe's at the heart of it. Do you think Warnock gets that? Oh yeah, 100 Because it's one area he, he, never, well, he what never talked about in January. No, but he keeps messing always, with it. It was always wingers, pace, striker. Yeah, but he keeps messing with pullbacks. it. Isn't
2: he? The only player he hasn't messed with in that position is Gunnison. Think about it. So he's not comfortable with it. Definitely not. So, yeah, for me, he, you know, he's been in the game long enough. He will be, yeah. You know, everybody knows the heart of your team. Your goalkeeper's your centre-half, centre-mid, Sent forwards, and you build around that. Yeah. You know, he knows he's not got a centre forward. But he's been nice and in his reflection as a horror to to pull him up and to try and get a bit more out of him. That's exactly right. And then you know, he's tried. He's muddled with the middle of midfield. You know, I think probably a player or two he had his eye on. This transfer window may have been a midfielder, central midfielder, mm. and I think centre halves is okay. And then goalkeeper, well, McGregor could be the answer. But you know,
0: I want someone who you know is your player for the next five seasons. Mm. Mm. Okay, Th- let's move on and look at look at this weekend coming. Uh, Leeds always a, always a big one. Leeds is that is the Leeds Cardiff rivalry still what it was? Is it is this still one to get the the juices flowing for Bluebirds fans?
2: I think so, yeah. I just think um, you probably have an army of, I would say probably minimum 1,800 going up there. I'd get 2,500, could even get three. Um, I think if things were, if we were in the top six as well, you could imagine, and this was a, you know, kind of a playoff three point, six pointer, probably comfortably get 3,000 going mm. up there on Saturday. But yeah, that rivalry still remains. But, um, you know, it's, it's 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 they the shoes on the other foot now. If you like, you know, we've been more successful, you would say, than they have in the last decade. But um, mm. this
0: season, Gary Monk, fair play to him, got him going. Mm. Mm. Is it at least one of the fixtures you look forward to in, a, in the Calgary City season? Uh, it was
1: <laughs> uh, I think I agree with Blake here I'm not sure it doesn't uh, I don't know why, why is there such a ride between Cardiff and Leeds they're hundreds of miles apart
2: it's a it's a, it's a um, is it down to the cup do um, you know what or? I think it is Paul because I, I played for Leeds for a little while uh, it's where I ended really I slapped my armstring there but they're very similar I'm telling you they're very similar you know Leeds, a very big place, yeah. a lot of sport, a lot yeah. of rugby, but it's rugby league. Yeah. Rugby league and, and football, fans working class, you know, yeah. loyal 100 percenters. You look at, like if you take away the white and place with blue and take away the English flag and place with Welsh, they're very similar in, in how they are. And I loved the fans there because they were a bit mad. You know, I love that edgy, you know,
1: fans and Love the Cardiff fans because they were a bit mad which was me so I've got to say I, you know I've been to games at the state Cardiff City Stadium as opposed to Allen Road and I've detected genuine hostility there yeah like, genuine hostility they all back down from each other um, they're like two they're, yeah. yeah like two bulls looking at each um, other through a fence and you know Leeds invariably bring a huge number down to South Wales as mm. they always do and mm. they, they've got a great following great mm. following as of Cardiff when they're doing well of mm. course um but I don't know. It's it's a weird rivalry that I've yeah. never really got my head around. But there is yeah. no question the rivalry exists there. Yeah, it, it, it
2: goes. I think it goes back to kind of like the '80s and understanding the the, the, the football hooliganism. Yeah, I think it goes back to that because it, it it goes like firms. I remember the first <laughs> the first time I went to Sheffield United. And uh, I was out with AD Littlejohn, and a guy come up to me and went, Yeah, all right, Nathan Blake, yeah, well, welcome to Sheffield and all that. Yeah, I'm from the BBC. So I was like, All oh, right, yeah. Like, you know, you're a broadcaster, a reporter. And he's like, You are. <laughs> and I said, uh, Well, he said you're from BBC. So AD little Littlejohn just burst out laughing. I was like, Why? Well, he's like, Oh, the. Blades Business Crew or something like that. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, not the <laughs> if, I think it, I think it goes back to like um, the eighties and the hooliganism and, yeah, and whose firm is no the, it's the that firm rivalry. Do you know what I mean? It's like Millwall, Chelsea, and places like that. You know, Wolverhampton, West Brom. It, it, it's, there's certain places, Man United, Liverpool, certain places where there's you know, Cardiff you known the soul crew. You know, I've heard them talking about in Lancashire, Yorkshire. You know, when you speak to fans, uh, yeah, the soul crew. And uh, so, tell you are, I'm educated on that, right?
0: Because well, we right? thinking about it, it's always <laughs> bubbling under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what about the current Leeds team then, Paul? In, in terms of Gary Monk, obviously a figure uh, Cardiff fans will will know well from South Wales derbies. What what do you make of the job he's done there? We don't know whether he'll actually be on the touchline this weekend because he could yet be banned after uh, incidents last (laughs) week. That is a great.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think. I think to be fair, from the TV pictures I was shown, I think Monk actually showed a lot of dignity and respect there um, in that particular incident with David Wagner. Um, I love the He's (laughs) he's done a magnificent job, which Mm. I thought. Listen, when he was appointed Swansea manager, I thought it was a. Swansea Cozy Club appointment they got rid of Loudrup, who'd done a magnificent job there but you know the old boys network there you know what I mean the sort of cartel Mm. that ran the show in a a nice way I mean Mm. Um, um, Monk sort of appointment from within he clearly did a magnificent job with Swansea I thought can he sustain that elsewhere well he has done he's done he's done the impossible job at Leeds where the owner has got rid of about a zillion managers in the space of a year a monk whose job was on the line, supposedly earlier yeah, this about season. A season. After six games, yeah. Before they came to Cardiff, yeah, there was suggestion right. it was on the line. Yeah, um, has not only kept the job, it not only got them into the top six, but I think they're genuine contenders for top two. Nathan, I really do. Yeah, they got every I chance. think they could push because once you get that Ellen Road factor into play in the closing Absolutely. weeks and months of the season they're going to be forced I know they lost at Huddersfield at the weekend who were another team that surprising me by staying in there mm. but Monk's done yeah credit where credit is It shows to. how important the manager is though doesn't it because they've
2: got a very Huddersfield great manager young yeah, yeah. vibrant very yeah. good very yeah. tactically aware yeah. you know wants that dynamic style of football yeah. wants pace wants you know shows possession. Passion himself. passion yeah, shows I'm, the passion and Monk very similar you know what I mean in um in uh, the way he approaches the game and like I've always said uh, I don't say it because Eddie Newton is a friend of mine I've seen what Eddie Newton has done as a coach and I know he wants to be a number one Cardiff could do themselves a massive favour by going and approaching Eddie Newton he's the only player former player I think at this moment in time with a Champions League winner's medal as a coach only English person, I think. Former player, Gary Neville, whoever else you want to wheel out. I think he'd be the only one who's coached and coached for a period of 10 years or more who now has a Champions League winner's medal.
1: English, by the way. But Cardiff have all that passion. They've just got a 30-year-old, 30-year yeah I'm looking gap for, version. I'm, I'm looking for a long-term...
2: Yeah. Like I say, I always plan medium to long-term... Short term should look after itself, sort of thing. But uh, if Cardiff wanted, because I know sooner or later he will get snapped up. And whoever takes him, trust me, you hear the ear first. They will be successful. They mm. so will, because he, he is so good. I mean, the the, the transfer, um, the overseas players, and what have you, the boys out on loan, the long uh, squad. He's set that up basically at Chelsea and run it for the last three or four years. Now it's coming to fruition. Now they're selling players for you know top dollar that they no longer require. And um, I've seen his coaching, you know, West Brom. If you are trying to build a
0: club, <coughs> yeah, they do a lot worse. Trust me, mm. a lot, lot worse. Mm. Okay. In, in terms of this Leeds game, then what, what do we think in terms of predictions? It sounds like we don't have much hope. Okay. Team lead like leads pushing for the top two. Ellen Road Factor.
1: I think I think Cardiff are where they are now. I think that they will be very competitive against the better teams, except perhaps the truly truly top teams in the Championship. They could argue Brighton are one of those, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will just come up short every time. And the best Cardiff can hope for, in my view, is a draw this mm-hmm. weekend. but it will probably end up as a narrow defeat. I would guess
2: Cardiff always do well there, though.
1: Yeah, but that's great. They record, they they are, you're absolutely kind of right. Around. They do have a bit of an I can't interest. even
2: remember the last time they lost it. Well, they might have lost recently, but I know prior to that, they'd like won four out the last six or something like that, and drawn two. They've they got, they got a great Alan Road record. So on on performance at this moment, you'd say, you know, it's all set up, geared up for Leeds to, to run a a run mock, but... Um, I actually go the other way. I think it'd it, it, it be typical of Cardiff. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this season. Do you know what I mean? So now the next result, everyone's going, oh, Leeds away. At the time, you know, one of our biggest rivals, Can't Handle, going up there, getting beat. Oh, uh, let's go anyway. Go up. Go up, and Cardiff pull off a 1 0 victory or somewhere. Like mm. A 2 1 late win, not.
0: It'd it be typical of Cardiff. Mm. Typical. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. I suppose. But before we finish, a final word actually on um, so, some departed players. Emilia Hughes, who we've talked a lot about in recent weeks, mm. obviously uh, joined Ipswich. A revelation there. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Played one game, an absolute revelation, man of the match, and, and Tom Lawrence as well, who uh, did absolutely nothing at Cardiff, if we're being honest, last year. But eight goals in eight games, six of them goal of the season contenders, two more on the weekend. You look me for an answer. I
2: don't know. I I've always I I, I maintain. Tom, I don't. I, Tom, I just think he's in a rich vein of form at the moment.
0: One of those uh, weird, I think matches. if
2: he's still doing what he's doing in twelve months from now, he'd be a Premier League player. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with Ipswich, but he would be a Premier League player. Yeah. it's as simple as that. So you've got to look at prior to now how how his form's gone. Is he in a little purple patch, and then? You know, mm. will that subside back down to normality? Or will he or has he just improved and he's gone up? Don't know. Um, Amir
0: I- Ipswich fans they couldn't believe what they were seeing.
2: Well, you know, we all we, i mean we've said it, Paul said it last week, we've said the boy's got a lot of ability. Couldn't understand why, you know, um, that ability is not shown, why he's not coming here confident or have you. One of the biggest things is knowing a manager wants you as one of the biggest psychological edges a player mm. can have if he knows the manager wants him in his starting 11 not as a you know uh, come off the bench or you know, know. Uh, yeah you'll get in you get in. no when he manag- when you know it's like Zahora now he's playing at a, a level i believe because he knows that the manager believes in him yeah. But the manager has to believe in him because he's forced to even if he didn't, I'm not saying he doesn't. But even yeah. if he didn't, he's forced to. But what that does, that that helps provide confidence, safety, knowing that you know I'm, I'm wanted, I'm needed. I'm you know it's 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 a weird balance, mate. Mm. It's, it's hard to try and make someone outside understand how. I don't know, insecure then, I suppose, yeah. the footballer can be so what if, if he's Warnock not the main do that man? with
0: him, that's Warnock's greatest strength isn't it to bring a set of players he's got a midfield problem, he didn't you know and he was the one player he didn't really give, give an opportunity to... yeah yeah.
1: I, I don't know the answer to that. What I do think is that both of them will be here next year Well no because Lawrence but Lawrence, both of them could have been massive acquisitions, additions to this card of t- starting 11 this year well, yeah, listen, I've talked about Hughes, make no mistake Lawrence is a serious talent mm. right? I've felt that for some time, watching him come through the Wales age grade system he, he, you know, when you, when you have pace, you can run at players, beat players, he's beautifully balanced he has got genuine talent Blakey's right, he's probably just in one of these rich veins of goals, so if he can carry on scoring goals, allied to his other talent mm. Crikey, what a player! Um, but it's ironic with are talking about Leeds because I remember when he came to Cardiff on loan last season, um, he started pretty much every game under Russell Slade. So Slade did have a belief in him. But I remember it was against Leeds. I think it was February. It was a Tuesday night game. The rain was swirling. The wind, the, the rain, the wind was you know was was heavy, uh, or vice versa there. And um, I remember it got. Really heat, heated a heated battle as you'd expect for a Cardiff Leeds game. Nath hmm. got a really heated battle in the second half, and Lawrence got substituted. And somebody whose opinion I greatly great respect was talking to me after the game. He said, "Look, you know, he went missing a little bit, so he had to come off, and he barely featured for Cardiff after that." And I was really disappointed. Um, and I thought, "Look, you know, you've got to give latitude. He's, he was only a kid at the time. You've got to give a little bit of latitude." Look how he's come back with Ipswich. I mean that that he. His his goals, of those eight goals you mentioned, there was one earlier this season at Sheffield Wednesday, there are an awful lot of solo... Worldies. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of Gareth Bale. Honestly, the way those goals are being scored, he's picking Mm. them up. He's either belting a shot in from 30 yards, which, fair enough, can go over the bar, or he's beating about four or five players and scoring a Mm. worldie Mm. pass. You know, these are incredible goals. You've got to look
2: at... And and, uh, he's a very, very good talent. He's kind of like... The exact what you would need now as a Cardiff attacker. So, so imagine, imagine you had him as. Do t- you know what I mean, and I'm you've not got any money for him. You've not. You, 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 this is why I say, Paul, Cardiff's transfer committee, whoever they are, yeah. <laughs> they you need, know who they are. Yeah, well, <laughs> they you know their whole policy. They need to... Uh, you know, they need to... Uh, I, 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 I don't know what Bellas is doing. I haven't picked up on anything, anything like that, but. I, this now I expect with Craig in there to to stop happening. Otherwise, you know, you question Craig's eye, what you're looking for, what you know, you've got to see these players and you've got to be able to say, like Paul says, you can't go and have a bad game because and then say, Right, out you come and never to be seen again. Young players dip and go up in form, up and down, up and down. Right now he's in a rich vein of form, but what he's done he's reached a level of consistency now if he stays on that level for another let's say at the end of this season i guarantee you he will be up a level next season i guarantee you because his confidence and what he's able to do it just becomes muscle memory so you go up and then you you try and find that next level the plateau and then you go up and that that's how you build up and up and up to try and play at the top level.
1: I, I think both of these players are young enough to be real assets for the Wales national team for mm. a number of years. And I think they both will be. I think Hughes will replace Joe Ledley in the team in time. Mm. Lawrence will force his way into that scene simply, simply you know, whether it's for Robson Carno, Sam Vokes or whoever. Oh, Cotros isn't People like that, he's um, been in there yeah I think Lawrence has got more to his game exactly that's what I'm saying yeah he replaced people like that it's a shame that Cardiff have not made the most of those two talents more young talent gone out the door Cardiff have had the hands on
2: more young talent yeah yet we have no what we'd say young talent in our first team Welsh home grown come through the system you know Joe Rowles people go on and say yeah you bought him remember Mm. oh yeah 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 um um um, Declan John yeah but he can hold down a first team place canini made his debut under Dave Jones am I correct
1: do you, um, do you know Dave um, Declan came on in the second half of against Norwich I'd forgotten about him to be honest there, there you go there you go yeah
2: there you
1: go but they are in a rich reign well I mean I didn't know about Hughes being man of the match John but doesn't surprise me because he's got talent we've talked about him before mm. Lawrence has got more to his game than that though He's a proper attacking creative player yeah. and that's the one that disappoints me a bit because mm. Cardiff could have had those goals and how they could have done with those goals mm. as well From that player yeah mm. that type of player yeah
2: because I remember when Cardiff used to sign young players and only young <laughs> players because they had to through their youth system into their first team and probably made up 50, 60% of the first team. Mm. I remember those days. No? Mm. Okay. Cardiff would be. Can you imagine Cardiff now, what they were doing in the late 80s, mid 80s, early 90s, where they're bringing through young talent, bring through, imagine them, they're doing that now and selling it. Imagine getting two, three years out of them, playing really high level and selling them on to bigger clubs might be in a Premier
0: League challenging (laughs) ifs buts maybes we'll never know know, know, know. know. all right thank you both We'll, uh, we'll leave it there I think thank you for listening as always and we will see you again same time same place next week take care